I feel like midnight is a fairly normal bedtime for like adults. Of course, if you have a job where you have to wake up at five in the morning every day, then yeah, you go to bed a lot earlier. But I've just never really had that. Yeah. Um, Most of the most of the jobs that I've had as an adult involve me waking up at like or involve me like actually working later. Okay. Even the like even when I was working retail, I would work like the the two to close shift. It'd be like a two to ten or something like that. When I was working at the newspaper, it was like a it was like a four to four to eleven or like a or like a four thirty to twelve kind of thing. Mm, wow. Yeah. Always late. So I, I've always worked late. Even when I was working like a proper scheduled job, it was always like the second shift. Yeah. yeah. So I've never really had I mean, I think the only time that I had obligations that would require me to wake up early were in college <laughs> yeah some class that you couldn't control the 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 start time of oh my god i took a i took like the driest possible course it was a it was like a history it was like a history of uh was it a history of western uh history of western society or something like that okay like pre 1400s oh god and i was it like in retrospect that is something i should have been interested in but at 7:30 in the morning you're not interested in anything no no yeah i had a philosophy class that was well i should say i had a philosophy class for a week because the start time was like seven i think maybe it was even six through, i don't know it was the earliest time i went to went to it for one one week and i was like i'm not this sucks i'm out it just dropped it yeah yeah couldn't do it i'm not i'm not that i don't like early morning obligations now i <laughs> there have been plenty of times where so this last weekend i woke up or I, you know i went to bed at five in the morning and then woke up on my own without anyone asking me to do anything at like eight in the morning because i wanted to play more diablo 4 yep yeah and that was great so i don't mind waking up early even after a little amounts of sleep if i have something that i want to do but once it becomes an obligation then it's like oh god i want to sleep for 10 hours (laughs) (laughs) fun fact about about diablo 4 um one of my uh one of my coworkers, we have a we have in our slack channel we have a sort of off topic like video games thread to just talk about stuff yeah and um someone asked if anyone was uh playing diablo 4 and i said i'm not playing it but i did plan my entire weekend around it because my friend and podcast co-host wouldn't record (laughs) while world events were going on so little little, uh, low-key shout out to you at work that's great you know it's 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 little little uh little podcast drop little little uh hey how are you to tom some Mm -hmm, some diablo mm -hmm. 4 love it's it's funny because i think it's getting a lot of I think there's a lot of negativity from some people about the the beta and the overall feeling, but I feel like the people that are angry about the beta are, are similarly going to be the people that are go see the Mario Brothers movie expecting it not to be a Minions movie and then are shocked and appalled that it's a Minions movie. Yep. It's, it's sort of like the Sonic movies, right? Like, because the... I ended up seeing both of them, and I thought the second one was way worse than the first one, but I'm, I still wasn't surprised and I think the only reason I think the second one was worse is because I had no like negative expectations for the first and then sort of enjoyed right. it. And so then I suddenly had expectations for the second and was like, oh, God. 
Why so, did I come uh, in with expectations? Yeah, no, that was on me. It was totally on me. Like, yeah. as I was watching the movie, I was like, nope, this was my fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I saw something about it earlier. I hadn't really been keeping up with what people were saying about the beta. Uh, other than like other than you, you're relentlessly positive. So I didn't really expect to hear much criticism yeah. from you. Yeah, I mean, um, I can I can dig some things up for sure that I have complaints about, but I think they're all stuff that will get fixed at, in in the long term. So I saw what I saw was a response to criticism. I know that you I know the one thing that you said is you were like there was a long queue to get in, but that's kind of to be expected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured um, that was almost on purpose because they're testing their servers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And that's what that's the one thing that they said in response is like, this was not a marketing beta. This was a test. Yeah, this was a beta test weekend. So we oh, they actually had a response. Like, yeah, yeah. Ah. They responded to people criticizing it. And the and the response was like, this was not like this was not for marketing purposes. This was not a beta <laughs> to get people excited about the game. This was a test. The, so the, fact, that there, the <laughs> fact that there were problems. Yeah was expected we expected there to be problems we wanted to uncover those problems so that we can fix them yeah i i feel like in a perfect world the game probably would have spent more would would not be able to come out this summer like because i feel like yeah. there's probably a lot of things that need to be done that they just it's they're they're decided you know there's enough done here let's start making money on it and then we'll keep updating it forever because it's going to be a games as a service so obviously this is like you know somebody's forever game like you know destiny or something oh yeah for uh, sure so so i i f feel that's where they're at right now where they're like no 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 it's good enough let's go and i gotta say yeah. i was i i really did think it was i had a lot of fun so i played it i mean i played it all day friday but i got kicked out at some point and the queue was two hours like oh, that's okay i'm gonna i don't know i did a little like some chores and then i played dota with my friends and then after we were done playing dota at two in the morning or two thirty or three i was like yeah, i'm gonna go play diablo four <laughs> Yeah, four to like five passed out, woke up three hours later and played literally all day Saturday without. Inter oh, no, that's not true. I stopped for a few hours to to chat with a friend, mm. <laughs> uh, which would, you know, for the podcast. Yeah, but uh, right. The, the, it was like then, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> you know, it, it was perfect. I, it's nice to get. There's something fun about having a, a break sometimes because yeah, then you're excited sure. to go play some more. Oh, yeah. I am like I'm swamped with work today. Yeah. To be completely honest and taking like giving myself the freedom to just kind of take an hour or two out from that and be like, well, this is this is something that I'm supposed to make time for. So it's OK to just chill out and talk with my friend for a little bit because, you know, <laughs> because we're creating content and, and because my friends have paid in the ass and wants to play the second beta weekend. <laughs> Hey, I, can't I thought you it. said you were keeping this weekend clean, so, clear so you could go to your mom's house. I am. But the beta weekend is also happening. So my sister's birthday is on Monday. And I was like, hey, can I come uh, Sunday so I can play the Diablo beta some more on Friday? And Outstanding. And my sister's like, really? It's like, yeah, yeah, you're it's just a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is the sound of a man with his priorities in order. <laughs> She she gave me that face of like, uh-huh. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> I am lower on the totem pole. I was like, but I already paid for the bait. I want to play Necromancer, okay? They 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 locked Necromancer and Druid to this weekend for some reason. So you can only play the and the one I those are the ones I want to play the most. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have I have a very understanding family. <laughs> 
You would have to. Because <laughs> I'm sure there are some people that would that would be like, a, you know, it's a deal breaker. You've ruined Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like my mom is coming in like later this week and uh, to stay for a couple of days. And I'm literally going to have like a bunch of meetings with the Walt Disney Corporation. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, make sure you make time for dinner. <laughs> and i'm like all right yeah sure okay i'll hang i'll on, tell man. i'll tell mickey he's gotta I'll wait yeah hang on mickey give me a second i gotta eat dinner with my mom <laughs> uh, anyway welcome to the retro breakdown we're just we're just riffing it's we're recording a bit early this week partially because uh this we kind of want to record this last week but i didn't finish minish cap early enough to do it so we want to record while we're still fresh but also this other stuff is going on yeah yeah like i mean diablo and birthdays in that order I am, <laughs> I am excited to talk about the manish cap though i am too i actually it's, really am i thought i thought it was the last zelda game i hadn't played and then when you we were playing i realized i have never finished triforce heroes because oh. it's stupid the designers <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you like like something about how you have to play it or like the game itself is just bad? OK, it's a game that you play if there's three people, right? Because yes. there's three links or whatever. I don't really right. know. That's my and understanding. So I figured you could play it with two people and then just swap between the third person because when you're playing it solo, you can control all three and they just become like lifeless dolls or whatever. And you switch sure. between the three of them. Sure. So. I bought a copy on sale and I bought a copy for GC on sale. I was like, sweet, let's just play it. But you can't. Yeah, then you have to play with a th third random person online. Oh, so you have to play with one person or three people. Yeah. No yeah. in between. That was that was that was what it's I, I guess. I don't know. And I was like, oh, why did I buy this? We didn't even. So maybe I'm wrong. And someone will write in being like, bro. You can play it with two people, but we were, we were getting ready to play it and looking something up and they said, oh, you have to play it with three people. I'm like, what, really? And we didn't. <laughs> I was like, ah, screw it. I'll wait till I can. Ha Hopefully a friend of mine will uh, get it and we can play with them at some point. But then my 3DS got stolen and I was like, oh, well, I oh, guess yeah. that's that. So technically, Lachisia still has it and I could play it um, single player, but I don't know if I, I heard the experience single player really is crap. Mm. So that that is a Zelda that may that may never get completed by me, which is uh, feels 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 fine. Feels fine, actually. It's fine. Yeah. And I you know <laughs> what? It's I bet you haven't played Faces of Evil. So, yeah, but those don't count. Don't they? Don't they? Correct. They don't. <laughs> they are like they had they they use the IP. They had legitimate rights to it. They did. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I watch people play. It's through. not like it's like a bootleg. I feel like watching someone play through an adventure game is more than enough. Yeah, I have I have like watched all of them. Even the, there's the one like the two, the Wand of Gamelon and Faces mm -hmm. of Evil are really, really similar games. Yes. Yeah. And then I think the third one on CDI is Zelda's. Uh, I think it's called Zelda's Adventure. That sounds and it's right. completely different. Yeah, I don't even remember that one. That one has like a top down perspective and looks more like a classic Zelda, but is arguably the worst of the three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're in their own category of trash. So that's a special kind of trash then. Weird trash that seems bootleg, but technically isn't. 
I mean, so that was in the era of Nintendo not sure. They just basically wanted their name out there and they're trying to get in a lot of places. And then they were like, wait, we don't need to do this anymore. We're popular. Bye. Yeah. I mean, because Mar- I think I want to say Mario, because I mean, that's when we had the, you know, the TV show, the cartoons, all the different products. And then Nintendo right, just canned right, all right. of it. Mm-hmm. Zelda cartoon. They, then, they, then they were big enough that they were like, nah, let's just stick with games. I mean, that's yeah. sort of what happened with Sonic, right? Because Sonic has always been a little bit of a confusing character because Sega's always been trying to stuff him everywhere. Like, right, right. Even, even when they're in a tailspin, they're trying to make Sonic relevant. And it's worked. I mean, he somehow managed to stay a pretty... <laughs> it's We've talked about it a million times, but I like Sonic, even though I shouldn't. <laughs> like, so the I, character of Sonic, I yes. mean. Like, I feel like Sonic is an IP that has been carried on an like an S plus plus tier character design. Yeah. Yeah. Even when like, it's bad design, it's some, I still somehow see Sonic merchandise and I'm like, man, Sonic's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like just the idea of like, you know, anthropomorphic sort of blue hedgehog in sneakers go fast. Yeah. Yeah. That it works. Everybody wants it. Yeah. Wanda of Gamelon doesn't. <laughs> Wand of Gamelon does not go fast. <laughs> no, even even when the fastest people alive are trying to make it go fast, it doesn't go fast. <laughs> so I've been I've been debating. So my computer's ten years old. Okay, and it runs the Diablo beta. Everything's on mm-hmm. uh, on on the bottom barrel tier of of things. But that's just because I don't want to stress out my card. I think I could actually amp things up a bit. But I'm like, yeah, it's everything's fine. I don't really care what it looks like. You know, I'm, I play video games on the Nintendo Switch. I'm used to muddy, ugly graphics. Sure, sure, sure. So the uh, the conundrum I'm having is, do I upgrade a computer? Do I buy a new computer? And then I'm like, well, the graphics card prices are sort of insane in terms of the value you're getting. So when I bought the computer, it was, this one that I have now, it was a, a GTX 970, which at the time was super good value for what you get. The card was really nice. Yeah. Now the in the same tier of cards, like what it would be today, the cards are so expensive and it's not the same value for the price. But so I'm like, well, maybe I buy a cheap card. Maybe I just kind of go, you know, make them make a budget computer because I'm I don't care that much. Sure. But even even that's going to be if you can run modern games on medium settings, you're good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even most all of my game on the computer. All of my games on the computer are Dota 2 and diablo and then some random indie stuff like stardew valley like sure sure <laughs> uh everything else i play on ps4 and and a switch i mean i don't even have a ps5 yet because there's nothing that i care about probably until final fantasy 7 part 2 comes out mm, um, yeah but who knows uh so so i've been looking over things and then i i went down this rabbit hole of being like what if what if what if i spent an obscene amount of money <laughs> Like, yeah what if what if i bought the 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 new dell quantum dot oled wide ultra widescreen monitor and i was like okay the, the monitor itself is like twelve hundred dollars that's already uh-huh. uh more than i've ever spent on an entire computer it's more <laughs> than i spent on my rebuild that i did last <laughs> I mean, year literally more than i've ever spent on a whole with computer. labor right, like i, I paid yeah. someone else oh, yeah, to right. do it <laughs> yeah, yeah and so it's like, okay, well, if I bought this, then what kind of video card would I need to purchase to make this a reasonable purchase? Because if you're going to buy that kind of a monitor, you have uh-huh. to, you know, amp up the stuff. I was like, oh, okay, sure. we're, looking yeah. at, we're looking at, you know, we're getting closer to like 
a $1,200 video card to go with the $1,200 monitor. And then the CPU is probably like 800 bucks. I don't know. I kind of stopped at that point. But so <laughs> I was like, oh, man, hmm, I could just spend $5,000 and buy a new computer. Okay. <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> okay. May I negotiate with you somewhat? Mm-hmm. Because... It's like six months rent. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, how much do you give a damn about the difference between like 1080p and 4K? I don't like, know. Or like 60 frames per second and like 120 or whatever uncapped frame rate stuff. That's the thing. I have no idea. I might love it. Right. Yeah. I've never experienced it before. So I get more excited about graphical enhancements than you do when when okay. when I experience them. Right. Like I get right, sort of right. hyped up for new technology like, I, you know, VR okay. and all of that stuff, even if it starts to taper off in the end. The, the biggest problem I have now, aside from the fact that I don't think I don't know if I can I don't know if I can justify spending anywhere near that much money on a computer. But the biggest problem I'm actually facing is more. Well, what else do I play on? How do I justify spending this much money on a computer to play Diablo 4? <laughs> Diablo right, 4 right, right, doesn't right. need an ultra widescreen monitor. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's what I was going to say is if you are not looking at if you are not looking to play ultra modern games with bleeding edge level graphics, you can honestly probably build something that will run a that will run Diablo 4 in probably like high or ultra high video settings at 1080p for like under 2000 bucks. Yes. Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. If, if all I care about is 1080p, I can probably build a computer that will put things on high settings for like $800. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I, I haven't looked at the uh, I haven't looked at the uh like specs for diablo 4 so i don't know how demanding it'll be i know that it gets i know that diablo gets pretty busy so what will what would so the fact that i can run it right now with my 10 year old computer makes me think that high settings won't be the bottleneck well my, especially because you know everything's got to be running on a ps5 architecture or xbox and even ps4 and stuff um so i i think what will be the real nail in the coffin is if i want if i wanted to have ray tracing whenever they introduce that stuff mm. like whenever they introduce all the super fancy you know bells and whistles that computers add if i care about that then mm. you would need a more powerful mm. thing but if i care about that i shouldn't be gaming on it i mean i don't even this this is a monitor that my department gave me to use because my other one burned out after like 15 years yeah and so this is a 1080p mon actually it's not 1080p it's a uh uh 1920 by 1200 <laughs> It's 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 oh, a wow. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird extra it's it's super strange in some okay, games. Okay, listen. You should upgrade your computer. <laughs> you really should. No, the I question know. the question is how much? Yeah, th so that's that's where I'm at right now is I I've, I've spent way too much time looking at stuff. I I mean straight up I will say when you're looking to make a big purchase like this, if you can throw another five, six hundred dollars on, if it's already going to cost you four digits, right? Yeah. If you could throw an extra five, six hundred dollars on it to get like a little bit more modern stuff, a little bit more future proof stuff. Sure. And then that's the difference in you like having to upgrade in 10 years instead of five. 
Mm -hmm. feels like that's totally worth it to me. So I, I, I actually think that it is, you know, for people like us, where like our computers are the things that we use for work in more ways than one. Um, investing in that and putting some money towards that and actually like not just going for the bare minimum, but actually making a little bit of a leap for quality so that you can enjoy it now, but also it remains viable for longer in the future. Yeah. Like is totally justified for me. And that is coming from me, Mr. Damn Elden Ring only went 30% on sale. I don't think I can buy it yet. Yeah, no, I am. I am hilariously i was gonna say cheap but maybe it's efficient in terms of my uh frugal <laughs> my my technology purchases oh when i it am comes too to, like i that's so when i've built the computer that i'm using now obviously i got good enough parts because it's happily worked for 10 years no issues like i i didn't get the the best i didn't get anywhere near the worst i got one step above you know it'd be like upper middle class <laughs> whatever whatever the video cards were available at the time mm-hmm. uh and and cpus and stuff so i'm all all for that but that's that's where i started to get that that problem where it's like well if i'm gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars i could just spend five thousand dollars <laughs> yeah yeah no like there's a certain cap and once you take we did the same thing when we bought our new couch right <laughs> yeah yeah where it's like man we really like to get something for under like for under like i don't know a thousand fifteen hundred dollars something nice and frugal but new and quality and then it's like well we do like this one <laughs> this one's a little bit over our price range but it seems to work really well we like the it's nice and comfy and then it's like oh the you know the delivery is going to be that much the installation is going to be this much you yep. know taxes and then it drives it up to like it drives it up to like a good 25% over where we said our budget limit was. And at that <laughs> point, it's like, well, I guess we're just getting whatever then. Yeah, well, and and obviously the leap from 1500 or even 2000 to 5000 is obscene. Like yeah. it's not it's not it's not in the same realm. But that's where my head goes where it's where it's like, well, you might as well just get the best of the best. Replace yeah. your 15 year old keyboard that all of the. Well, not all of the letters, but any of the letters that I've used for games over the last 15 to 18 years are all peeled off. So I should get like a new keyboard. Like and then, then it's just a spiral of, well, my my chair is literally broken and yeah. squeaks, so I should probably replace that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I got to say, I have a I mean, this is a, you know, this is a, a shameless sales pitch here. But this podcast honestly, brought you by. Yeah. Literally not sponsored, but technically I do have an affiliate link, so kind of sponsored. Oh, hey, click um, it. Yeah, so I, I was very much in the in the realm of like, man, $500 is too damn much money to spend on an office chair. Who does that? And then and my then brother bought it. me a secret lab chair for Christmas, and it was a $500 chair. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Um, And... Then you sat in it. Well, it's certainly comfortable, right? Yeah. But what I was going to say is that was like five years ago and it's still right. in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like I'm starting to come around to the idea of like the reason that you spend more money up front is so that you don't have to keep spending that money again later on. Yeah. You no, get I mean, the it's... good thing once and then you just keep it. Yeah. My, my, my dad bought a pair of Lazy Boy chairs when I was. Uh, an infant and they're mine now like 
I, I use them, right? Yeah. And so they're perfectly good. There's some tearing in one seam of the leather, but you could take that to get it fixed. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah same thing with the <laughs> same thing with the chair. I've got like some like some of the foam on one of the arms is coming off because it always rubs against the desk when the yeah, yeah. when the arm yep. spins. I could do that. But like I could just that's replaceable. I could just like rip that off and put a new one on. So I right. just so haven't because it's I don't care that much. Yep. Yeah. But well, like, then, that's like then, the only thing that's actually gone. That's actually been a problem with the chair. Otherwise, it's in incredible shape. And I got it in. I want to say, uh, like Christmas of like 2017, maybe 2018. It was like around the time you were starting to stream. Yeah. A decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. It was really early on. So it was like a good four or five years ago. Yeah. And I, I don't it's it's. I don't know why it's really strange where I'm sometimes I can look at a, a, a lot of money and be like, oh, it's no big deal. That's fine. Like if, if uh, somebody really needed help or something, it's like, fine, here's a thousand dollars or like, oh, I yeah. And, and then, then I don't think twice, but it's like, oh, I want to spend, <laughs> I don't know, $40 on a video game. Then, uh-huh. then I, I, I wax and wane about that. It makes no yep. <laughs> I, I do I the know. same thing. It's like, why I am I so selfish my... wanting to spend money on a thing? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And, and I don't, I don't think I've bought myself anything really big like that's just kind of dumb and for me uh in a really long time i was like like, i could buy the computer i'm trying to think of what it was that i bought just that was like a stupid purchase just for me i've started spending money on things that i didn't like i've started spending money recently on things that are like really adult purchases yeah, yeah. But that are like not things that I ever thought that I would spend money on. Oh, like, yeah, like I've had a shoes, I've had right? a professional house cleaner out twice now. Oh, all right. All right. Like and that's something where it's like, pff, what am I like? What am I some kind of like TV rich family <laughs> that can afford a maid? What is this? I thought you were at first. I thought you were going to try and think of a last name from a TV show where that would make I sense. Super was. And then I was trying to think of it for you. And I was like, shit, I don't know any. I got nothing. <laughs> and so then it just became this, which I is guess way... the Brady Bunch had a maid. The Bra- Did they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alice, I think her name yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that old. That's just something we remember our parents talking about. Yeah, we would watch it on. Well, I watched it on a uh, Nick at Night, a uh, TV land. Yeah, yeah, Nick at Night. Oh yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, Nick at Night though. Yeah, like it feels like I'm some weird one percenter where it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm too busy to clean my house. But you know what? I'm too busy to clean my house. <laughs> yeah. And I keep having people in to visit, and it's like, wow, it's kind of gross in here. I can't really spend a day cleaning this Call all down, like wiping this all down. So I'm going to pay someone else a couple hundred bucks to do it. Cause you know what? If I use that time to sit on my ass and keep working, I'll probably make more money while she's here cleaning. than I would have like, I am literally them. making money by having that time to work instead of using that time to clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, just how it works out. It's it's funny how our brains we we can sort of trick ourselves into certain things and uh, oh and then then I was looking at microphones and 
because I'm using this headset that I have right now that I'm talking to you on is like a $15 headset I bought from Amazon five years ago. And yeah, I know. And you, we've been we've been recording a podcast on it for like three years. <laughs> yeah, so and like, quite oh, frankly, get... it's been pretty good. I well, I was kind of impressed because my friend has like a $200 nice, you know, I don't know, one of the premier gaming quote unquote headphones with that's supposed to have a great microphone. I think his quality sounds worse than this. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's possible. So it makes me uncomfortable to spend money on a headset because I'm like, well, what if it sucks more than my $15 microphone? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> reviews are really good for this. Yeah, it's true. Well, and, and so many reviews now even have, here's an audio clip of what it sounds like when they're talking. Or, or when they're using the, the, the microphone, rather. Well, yeah, then yeah. I was like, should I buy a... Because I have a Blue Yeti technically on an arm that I could be using for this podcast, but it picks up too much ambient noise in, in the apartment. So if I have the window open, you'll hear maybe a train go by more. Sure, yeah. my, my chair squeaks. I mean, my chair really does squeak a lot. So if I move, it would pick up all of that. <laughs> there was a podcast not, not too long ago where I was like spinning around in my chair and my arm would kind of squeak like fairly regularly oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. somebody was like whose smoke detector needs to be changed you know, i will I send remember, you a battery i remember that yeah. and i was like it's not the smoke detector it's just my chair doing a weird squeak <laughs> you know, and for some reason it just did it a lot in that particular podcast our fridge door was making a, a horrendous squeak, like um squeaking sound when it would open so like let's just throw some WD forty on the because you know it's we're we're living in in apartments that's owned by the university so it's like these super old fridges and stuff and we're like yeah we just threw some WD forty on it now the door like flaunches open <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's super smooth let me tell you it's great but before you could like leave it open if you needed to get something out and then go back and grab it but now it's it's just like nope I want to close immediately yeah <laughs> because it's just so smooth. I have no there's nowhere to go with that it just made me smile thinking yeah of, no it, I mean uh, it's just adult stuff right yeah, it's like yeah. I'm paying a house cleaner we pay dog groomers now <laughs> right uh -huh. it's like yeah you know what someone else someone else is better and more efficient at giving our dogs baths and, and cutting their nails yeah. and it's it's relatively inexpensive so we'll just pay them you know 80 bucks to take care of that every couple of months or so yeah I, I was always a a fan of paying someone to do my taxes. Leticia wanted to try doing it this year, so she's she's going to try doing it. But I was going to, you know, I still need to do my taxes this year. And yes. I have done them myself every year up to now. Last year, it took so damn long. I was like, this is enough is enough. I have to take these in to get someone else to do them. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen because I just don't have my paperwork together. Uh, and it's already yeah. like the well, end you could, of March. You could you could ask for an extension. They'd give you like a couple month extension. And then That's you could true. Do it. That's true. But I mean, I think I just have to sit down one of these next couple of weekends and just do it. Yeah. So, so Lachisi was like, I want to I want to uh, do it maybe this weekend. I was like, hey, if if you want me to help you, you don't want to do it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need to take a weekend like that. I like every time I open Steam, I've got Octopath Travelers 2 staring yeah. me in the face. And it's literally been out for a month now. And I have not even seen the title oh, screen. Shit. It's, it's been like a whole I, month. I I want to play it so much, but like these 40, 50, 60 hour work weeks are just taking everything out of me if I want to also continue. 
sometimes when I want to exaggerate the amount that I'm working, I will like <laughs> low key include my streaming hours into my yeah. work week. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like, I'm working 50 hours this week, but it's actually like 35 to 40, which is just a normal work week. But then I like stream for like 12 to 15 hours and I'm like, oh, man, it's 50 hours, it's including those hour. 15 hours of video games. Such hard work. <laughs> but this time I am doing like 30 <laughs> hours a week on two different jobs. <laughs> that's, so that's like a lot of work. I am actually really struggling right now. <laughs> yeah, no. I get that. that so that, like that's, that's a lot of work. Octopath Traveler is just it's it is it's on the docket. And once I start, I'm going to really like part of the reason I haven't started yet is because when I start, I don't want to start playing and play for two hours. I no, want it's like a, it's an RPG. a day. Yeah. Uh-huh. To start it up at like 10 or 11 in the morning and then just not really do anything else that day. Yeah, absolutely. And really get into it. That's 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 it's it sounds weird, but I, I completely understand because the there's games sometimes where i want to play them but i'm like ah i don't want to start this yet because i need i feel like i need time to get into it and yes. if i only play it for a couple hours then it's doing a disservice to the game and to me <laughs> which obviously is some mental gymnastics we sort of create for ourselves but i feel like it makes it's there's some truth to it right where it yeah, just feels 100%. good to sort of, where you just sort of relax into it and you don't have to think about anything else and you just play the game you want to play yeah yeah. Hey, do, do we do we do we have a mail a question? Call? Yeah, we have a question. Mail call. How's how's it going? Blues Clues. I don't remember. Did I never watched watch Blues, Blues Clues. I mean, not that I watched Blues Clues myself, but my sister did. So yeah, why would you watch it? I um, I had friends in school, like in like fifth and sixth grade, who watched because there's that like middle time in your in your like preteen years where there's like some children's programming that you can still kind of get into. <laughs> and blues clues yeah. was like kind of that one of those middle ground things like people people watch it with like their younger siblings and yeah, be like no it's actually it pretty my, good though i watched it with my sister it didn't bother me yeah um but i never my i did have a younger sibling but he wasn't into it because he well, wasn't really much of a tv watcher he was more of a you know let's do things with electricity kid yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously he was just he was like he's had like an engineering brain his entire life That's so and cool. was never the type of person who wanted to just sit down and do like a, a sedentary activity for very long oh yeah yeah so that it was rough did... for me because i've always liked just like reading and playing video games yeah well and i think it depends on how much younger the the sibling is also yeah for for some for some of those shows yeah definitely um, I think the closest we had is like when I was in second grade, he was watching like Barney and Friends. <laughs> okay. And like I but I was like seven or eight at the time. So it's not like I was aged out of that. Right. <laughs> like Excuse it was me, I was still out. very much in the core demographic for that show. Oh, Barney. Anyway, cue the music. We do have a question. I don't know if you're going to have an answer for this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Awesome. Um. Swaggles would like to know, what are your thoughts on the original Deus Ex? Man, the original Deus Ex, my thoughts are 
It's a game I've always wanted to play. Uh-huh. Uh, I bought it on sale for 99 cents, like, yep. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I booted it up and did the 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 uh, introductory level, turned yep. it off, and never played it again. That's... And not because I thought it was bad or good or anything. I don't know why. <laughs> My experience with it is almost identical on every single count. Like, every count. I mean, like, right down to buying it, like, more than a decade ago on a super deep sale, probably from Humble Bundle. <laughs> I think mine was directly being... I don't know. I, I feel like it was sold through something... I don't have it on Steam. It must have just been something weird. I don't know where I got it. I really don't. Yeah, I also like don't have it on Steam. And that's that makes me realize how long ago it was. It must have been like Humble Bundle or GOG or something yeah. like that, where it's yeah, just it's a... strange. Yeah, it's just a... Well, not strange, but... It's yeah. just a game. I know I have like the game downloaded on my old laptop. That's how I know it was a while ago, and that's why I think it was probably Humble Bundle, because it was yeah. shortly after I got that, in 2012, um, that I it's started do, getting stuff on Humble Bundle and being like, oh, hey, I can I can have games on my PC now. Yeah, so it had to have been, it had to have been before Skyrim was released, because I have it on my laptop as well. Uh, that, that, that's, I don't remember... Yeah, but so like I 2010 or like early 2011. I also had like the exact same experience that you described of <laughs> I booted it up for like <laughs> less than an hour and yeah. was like, this is really cool. And then never went back to it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's weird because I used to have it as this this game of, oh, it's in my backlog. I want to play it. I'd like to finish it. And now I'm just like, whatever. I missed out on it. It's fine. Swaggles would like to know if we would consider it for a podcast game. And my answer huh. is complex because in theory, the answer is yes. I think it would be really interesting. Yeah. I in mean, it reality, would be, it, would, it would fit the. Yeah, it totally would. And honestly, I think that one thing that we have probably missed out on is like a lot of classic PC centric games. Oh, I've missed out on all of them. <laughs> like. We did we did that one on Riven, and that was actually re like really fascinating in its own yeah. way. But that's I think the only really, um, I think that's the only real like headlining uh, PC centric release that we've done on the podcast because it's just not in either of our wheelhouses. Uh, the the uh, Day of the Tentacle, that was that was that was a pretty big deal for PC, right? That is true. Yeah. That was. I mean, I mean, it was it's like on a, console now, but so is Deus Ex, I'm pretty sure. Oh, true. I don't know if the original Deus Ex is on console. That, you know what? You might have got me there. But yeah, that, that's um, a good point. That That is considered like a, a PC classic. We also played um, the we also played the classic <laughs> Home Alone by Manly and Associates. <laughs> that's true. Which I recently found out is also on Amiga. What? Yes. I really? found it. I found it and downloaded it and may give it out in a future Cusa Grande. <laughs> because I because I got it working on Amiga. You you devious devious person. <laughs> I it's going to be weird though because the way that the game is like sort of the way that the game is kind of like time and cycle based. 
Yeah. It's going to be like, I'm going to have to be really deliberate on how the, uh, on how the, uh, match would work. Uh, okay. Because you only have like a solid hour and you have to like, regardless of what you do, you kind of have to wait for the time to hit a certain point before the, before the like chase phase starts. Oh, that's true. So like there's a there's a certain aspect of like you can't really accelerate the process, even if you find all the traps and set them really quickly. Yeah, uh, you can't really gain an edge on your opponent in that time frame. So it's kind of wasted time in a way. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of thought that would need to go into like how to make that work, but I think it would be a fun match. I think it would be it would. I would enjoy watching it only because I genuinely enjoy watching that game because it's so it's I I only like it because of my my memories of it. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the only reason I have any positive feelings about my Home Alone game for SNES. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like this is a bad game, but I know how to play it and that makes it functional. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, I sent you a message on on Discord. Dude, I have Deus Ex. Well, now you have it twice. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> Was it on sale for 99 cents? It's on sale for 97 cents. <laughs> it's even cheaper than when we bought it. You can always just cancel it. <laughs> you know what? Let's take a word from our sponsors. Because we have those now. Again, for a while. Until we don't. Ball transportation, instant death and race game, reverse woman of human ball. You steer 156 mile per hour reverse woman and do jobs transporting ball like human human ball to be delicate to deal with vulnerable human ball like eggs and to be bravery to transport human ball within the limit time. Great. This this is the description of a, of a game in my Steam library that I just saw because uh, because Tom just bought me Deus Ex Definitive Edition or whatever the whatever the edition is. That sounds right. Um, it's, the, it's the it's the Deus edition game of the year edition. And that year is like 1999. <laughs> yeah, so that's in my Steam library now, despite the fact that it was already on my hard drive as a non Steam game. But now I own it twice because it was 97 cents on the Steam sale. <laughs> it's perfect because then I'm buying it for you so I can watch you play it because I don't particularly want to play it. The real the the so I didn't get to the second part of this. Like I am interested in playing Deus Ex. I don't know when I will be able to actually do it. <laughs> but I am sure that when I actually sit down and give it the the time and effort that it deserves um, I'll probably really like it. That being said, years ago, I did start playing Human Revolution and also really liked that and also fell like a brick off of that game. Weird. Um, after probably like 15, 20 hours or so. I have no explanation for this because I have like good memories and feelings about that game. It was just like, for some reason, it just hit that point where it's like, I don't want to play this today. And then today became like every day for the next couple months. And then I forgot about it. That's anyway, it's it's strange how that happens with with some games. I don't Oh, Actually, I mean, that's literally what happened with Manish Cap for me. Like because the first time or this time, 
No, the first time I bought, I had Minish Cap back when it first came out in America. So it's like 20, 2005 or something. I don't know. Mm. And I played it for a little bit. You know, what's funny is in my memory, Minish Cap was the one where you ride a bear, but that's one of the Oracle games. And somehow I thought it was. I'm sorry, what? I believe you ride a bear in one of the Oracle games for a bit. I could. God, unless I just. Is this like some fever dream where Link never rides a bear? I don't know. I don't um, know if Link rides a bear. I feel because I've played through both Oracle games and I loved them, but I have this distinct memory of there being a bear character in one of the Zelda games, and that you can ride him for some reason. At some, I point. can assure you, unless there's some kinstone nonsense that I missed, which there might be. Yeah, Moosh. What is? Oh yeah, you, yeah. That's right. You can. That's right. You can ride a kangaroo. You're in that. You ride the kangaroo. Shut up! Couch. No, you can't. Yeah, f- hell yeah. Yo, I almost ooh, I, am, I almost said a, a way too naughty swear. Hold on, hold on. Let me uh let me Let's re- recalibrate, it. recalibrate. Here you go. There it is. Look at that. Look at that shit. That's that's nice. You can do this in the Oracle games. Yeah, OK, because I, I, I for okay. some reason. I- all right. All right. Hold up. When do these come out? I, they don't know yet. They haven't announced them. But when they do, I want to play them so bad. <sighs> I've never much like Minish Cap. I've never played them myself yeah yeah um that's gonna change yeah it's good needs to change everybody (laughs) like while i was playing minish cap there were people in chat saying that the oracle games were their favorite games yeah yeah i was i was (laughs) i was one of them even though i don't remember them very well (laughs) um the i don't want the discussion on this to take away too much from Minish Cap itself, but what I it's going to to some degree because what Minish Cap made me realize is that is that there is a whole continuity of Zelda games on handheld platforms that I don't know a damn thing about. And that is super interesting. Yeah, especially because they truly are the, the Oracle games are truly some of the best handheld i mean just i think they're some of the best 2d zelda experiences that are available especially because ages is more puzzle based and seasons is more actiony focused okay so even even within the two games they're unique which is pretty cool and there's supposed to be a third one but it never worked out yeah i know i heard about this uh, and and okay so my manish cap experience was i i booted up i was like this is pretty cool i i didn't do apparently anything because i was waiting for the part where i ride where i hop on a bear and i, I beat the first dungeon and did some other stuff so i was like there's no bear in this what am i oh my god it must have happened in one of the oracle games <laughs> and so then i i had so my my experience with manish cap is really interesting to me because i liked it quite a bit but at the same time i thought it was it's like bottom tier Zelda as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I had a lot of fun playing it, but I don't think it's, I would not recommend someone play Manish Cap. Like if they've never played Zelda, Manish Cap would be something that they play way down the line. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of. All right. So you say bottom tier Zelda. Yeah. We have to put that in the context of like, we talk about Zelda the way we talk about Mario. Correct. Where the bottom tier games are still like eights out of ten. Oh, hell, this game could even be a nine out of ten. I yeah. mean, if if that's it's the it's the a actual... very like it's a very small range of like everything is good. But when you rank them relative to each other, something's got to be on top and something's got to be on bottom. 
Right, correct. Yes. And I, I, I would put I would put Manish Cap towards the bottom of the majority of Zelda games. Like, I think I would agree with you, but like I have to throw in the caveat that like it's still real good. Oh, it's very fun. Don't get me wrong. I had enough fun playing the game where I I, I liked roll. I loved that there was a dedicated roll button. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and I had fun doing everything. The art is phenomenal. The music, all of the music, because everything in the game, sound effects, music, it's all yep. like a throwback to the previous Zelda games that have mm-hmm. been out. And I I, I appreciate I liked that. I, I sure yeah, I did too. I were annoyed by it. Uh, when it came out i don't remember if the game i don't remember anything about the reviews for the game i just saw zelda had to buy zelda right and the 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 thing that manish Cap did that made me smile the biggest it actually wasn't the going small and big stuff because it felt sort of whatever since it was really forced like oh yeah obviously you have to go small here and then it's super limited on where you can go oh you you see that sidewalk you can't cross a sidewalk because you're small right it's very like the the small large things are very much on rails yeah it could have been like there's a lot of zelda games where you have like essentially i i think link to the past but there's also like child and adult link where there's like two distinct versions of the world yeah it's the Uh same world but there's like major world state changes that you can explore and kind of go between the two Speaking of speaking of ages and seasons, you can change the time and you can change the seasons. So even right. those had aspects of that, too, where, where the world state is changing that have that do more to change the gameplay than Manish Cap does. Right. It doesn't what 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 the going small does is create some freaking awesome scenery to look at. It sure does. Like, that's what going small does in this game. It doesn't really open up all that much unique gameplay. No, when you're small, you pretty much hit rails. Uh-huh. Like, oh, and in the dungeon, if you see the go small thing, you're like, OK, I you, it's you it's forced. So, you know, 100 percent you're going to solve a puzzle by going small, even if you don't understand what you're supposed to do yet. Right. You just hop in and you're like, all right, where do I go from here? Right. I think or, I hit or, that in um in the last dungeon. I think it was in Dark Hyrule Castle. And I was like, I, I unlocked a, a, a shrink platform. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to walk around small until I find something that looks like I need to do it small. Yeah. So and then I did. And then I was like, OK, that makes sense. So I, I honestly think that the going small part was it didn't do anything for the gameplay. It looked really cool. The, going through the environment small was awesome because it yes. was it was cool, like the raindrop segment when you're on top of the, the mountain. Yeah, place that was, was that was cool. That was rad. Or the first time you fight the slime boss, which was kind of one of the things they they, I remember that being a, a a showpiece when they were talking about Manish Cap mm-hmm. was the slime balls coming down there because it's just a crappy little. Uh, yeah, it's a regular called? enemy, but you're small, so now it's boss sized. Yeah, which, what's what, what are the like? That's super those, fun. Those those oozes. Do you remember what the what they're called? That. Yeah. Oh God, I don't I don't remember. There is a name Ooh. for them because they show up so much in in Wind Waker. Oh, well, whatever. But no, and they, the they is, even tell you like it's like a such and such jelly, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, oh yeah. Ah, do they just call it like green gel? Like, is it is it just the color? Chew. Chew. Wait. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That should that sounds right. Chew jelly. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm looking at now, too. Yeah. Chew jelly. Zelda wiki. <laughs> oh, that's like some gooey crap. But I feel oh, like I believe it is a choo 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 choo. Yeah. OK. Oh, the they chew jelly. The chew crap jelly. That's the oh yeah that's kind of it's kind of nasty. Nope, that's not what it. Wait, is that choo choo jelly? Choo choo. What's a choo? That, no? That's right. Yep. Okay, yeah, we choo-choo. got it. We got it. 
if I search Choo Choo, it's apparently a TV channel on YouTube with 70 million or 60 million subscribers. Okay. Um, no, but the part that made me smile the, the most in Manish Cap was the first time, well, like the first dungeon and you get the cane of, 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 uh, uh, of Pachi. flipping shit upside down. <laughs> and then in the, or no, do you get the gust jar first? I don't remember. You get but, the gust jar but, first. Yes. But like you get the gust jar, you get the cane and the, 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 the mole mitts, like these items are super fun. I, and I it's funny fun because like them. a lot of them have, uh, parallels to like other items that do similar things. Sure. But they they are either a different concept for that item to give you that power mm-hmm. or they or they just like work slightly differently. Like you have yeah. the lantern in other games, but the lantern in this game allows you to like set things on fire on contact, which is super <laughs> which cool, is, which is awesome. <laughs> Um, the oh, gust and, and jar the, kind of like doubles as almost like a boomerang and hookshot. Yeah. And, and, and the gust jar makes its way into Skyward Sword later, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The mole mitts are a cool thing because they kind of work like the they kind of work like the fist and shovel knight. Yeah. And, and the shovel. Like, and and it's like the shovel, but like way faster and more fun to use than the shovel. And they so give you, you and they give you like dirt piles in front of you yeah. to pot to like plow through rather than just digging in the ground. But it also allows you to dig in the ground and and pull up cool stuff. And you didn't get it, but if you do all of I don't think you did. If you do all the kinstones with the um the ladies, the uh Feor, Din and Oh, uh, the Oracles. The oracles, yeah. Yes. If if you do if you do their kinstone fusions, then go pick up the blue butterfly that they spawn. It gives you powers. One of them is to swim faster, and one of them is to dig faster, and one of them is to I don't remember faster. And the the digging faster one is very satisfying because oh, you just I like bet. plow through stuff. Because I I was in, I would sometimes dig through the dirt just because it was there. I'm like, well, what if something shows up? <laughs> right? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then when it was even faster, it's like oh. Oh, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, just, I, I found, I found digging satisfying in the first place, but would not say no to a speed increase. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it's the, the I, I truly enjoyed the I truly enjoyed the uh, the 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 items that you could unlock. Yeah. Yeah, they were really good items. Um, there are some that I liked better than others. The ones that you listed, the Gus jar is really cool. Um, the puzzles that it set up that use that. I think that's actually one of the places this game shines is there are. It's not just that the items are cool. It's that they then set up really, really interesting use cases for those items. Sure. Yeah. And they actually manage to like keep bringing them back and giving you like new new functionality for them. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of Zelda games and, you know, Call this a knock if you want, but it's just kind of how the games are designed. They have the the formula is very straightforward in terms of like there is a dungeon. The dungeon has a particular type of puzzle. You have to solve that type of puzzle for like the first half of the dungeon without this item. And then you find this item and it makes those puzzles easier. And then you have to use that item on the boss and it demonstrates how you are supposed to use this thing in the future. Correct. After that, there is about a 50 50 chance whether you'll ever use it again. 
Because <laughs> yeah. there is like fun. Yeah, because there is like the dungeon where it is designed around the use of that item. I mean, and the then whether or hammer. not they incorporate that idea into the rest of the gameplay is really just. I mean, it's it's up to chance. I, like like the Megaton Hammer is a pretty good example of that. Yes, absolutely. Where you use it a bunch in the Fire Temple, but then mm-hmm. outside of it, you only use it if you want to smack things with a hammer. Right. Except for maybe in the last dungeon when you're unlocking all the, like you're unlocking the final part to go to Gan. I don't know. It's been a really long time since I played. Octane there are uses for it. And like some people will just use it as their primary weapon because it does do decent yeah. damage. Yeah, no, I did that when I played through it again on the 3DS. That was the first time I and all the times that I played through Ocarina of Time, I never really used it. But then I was like, I want to just smash things with a hammer. So I used it a bunch in the 3DS version. It's it's funny, actually, because in the final boss fight against Ganon in Ocarina, if you don't have the big Goron sword, because that is an optional thing. True. You have to use the Megaton hammer as your weapon. That's right. Yeah. When he no, knocks right. the master sword away from you. Yeah, that's true. That's actually that's that's super true. So that is actually like a decent use case. But then there's also like really, really esoteric stuff. Actually, that's like, kind of like the cane of Pachi. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like the, I was going to say, like the cane of Pachi is like, OK, they designed that dungeon around using that. And then it doesn't come back until the final boss. <laughs> yeah. You try to use it against other things and it just kind of poof. Like. It turns out the the ability to like flip things over is not all that widely useful. <laughs> but then there are a couple of things they design into it where it's like, well, you have to use it on this or you die. Right. But I think Zelda is at its best from a game design standpoint when they're able to give you a variety of different items and weapons and and, you know, sort of like sub weapons, I guess I would call them yeah. that remain situationally useful throughout the game, even when you're just running around in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There's reasons to use it all the time. Yeah. I think this, this game has a lot of those because the, like the boomerangs optional. Yeah. So if you have it, then you can solve puzzles with it. But if you can't, you have to use one of your other things. Cause like the Lakitu, you can stun it with the magic boomerang, then go hit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, or you can hit it with the cane Apache, right? Like, so that's, right. Because I didn't know I didn't know that you did that. And I didn't I didn't know that was a way you could kill those things. Yeah. And yeah. I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what I think um, I you know what I what item I think had its like absolute low point in this game. What's that? The shield. The shield. OK, so the shield is usually pretty mediocre in the handheld Zeldas, I feel. Like. Yeah. Well, it's because in this and especially in like the Oracle games and in uh Link's Awakening in Link's Awakening. It's so funny, like the shield is a passive upgrade in Zelda one and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then for some reason, instead of making it a passive like, hey, you can block some projectiles that are in front of you if you face them because you have a shield. The handheld ones decide that it needs to be mapped to a button. Yeah, and there's not it's it's odd that they decided to do that, too, because why? There's like, two buttons. It makes no sense. One of them has to be your primary weapon. And the other one, like like 99 times out of 100, you want it to be sword. So the yeah. other one has to be one of the really important things that you have to use, like the bow. And, yeah. And, or the, and I mean, or the jump cape. <laughs> yeah. The freaking jump cape. 
God, the jump cave is cool in this game. That made me fall in love with the game all over again, because at that point I had done so much, so many collecting of seashells and paying the stupid seashell collector guy that I was like, I'm just kind of ready to wrap this game up. Yeah, But yeah. then I got the jump cape and I was like, all right, all right, you got me. You yeah, got me, yeah, I'm, I'm back in, I'm back in. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying is that I don't really mean that Manish Cap is bad. It's probably more in the middle of the pack uh, when I'm thinking of all of the Zelda games. It's 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 not at the top, but it's not at the bottom. It's it's there are some things that pull it that would pull it like way, way up to the top. But I think the system that sucks the most in this game is I I just don't like the Kinstone trash. I I dislike it so much unless like if they used it just for some story things and maybe a few side quests, that'd be fine. But Kinstones suck. You know what I could you know what I could see like, okay. There's two different like collectathon ish uh, systems in this game that are completely are generally completely separate from each other. Mm-hmm. That could have been one system. Sure. Um, that's the kinstones and the seashells. Now, yeah, the seashells, I feel like, are just there because they were in Link's Awakening and they're doing this whole let's make a callback to the past with this game. What you get with the seashells is you use them for this gotcha thing and with each gotcha thing you get a figurine and the figurine is whatever but what you really get is a little snippet of lore you do and i do enjoy the little lore that you got that's how i didn't realize you get lore and you get background and that's really cool now imagine if instead of the kinstone piece unlocking some 50 rupee treasure out in god knows where or another kinstone or another kinstone. God, that sucks. A cave leading to another kinstone. Instead of that, you like unlocking the kinstone piece with each NPC unlocked their figure and their store and their lore and background story. I mean, that would help a lot. And then and then that becomes like super optional in the same way that the seashells are. And then the kinstone thing is just like something that you do if you want the extra background information and then treasures can be exciting again. Well, and you know what else can be exciting? The 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 prospect of getting 100% in this game. Yes. So I finished the game, I got all the heart pieces. To get that last heart piece, there's a locked house in town and yep. it's locked and you can't you can see it from the back but you can't get in through the front door. Once you collect all of the statues, you get a little gold medallion being like, you did it. And then you go show it to some rich guy who's like, hey, I'm really rich. Wow, you collected that thing. That's cool. You can have the key to my house. I don't care. I'm rich. And you go into the front door in his house. He gives you, I think there's money and maybe, I don't know what else there would even be, probably a kinstone. Um, and the, yeah, I meant to ask you because the, the, the heart piece is in plain sight, but there's two treasure chests in there. And I was wondering what were in those, if it was anything... If it was anything exciting or if it's just like, here's some money and here's another kinstone. Listen, getting the enough seashells to do that event was obnoxious. And I started I was just cheating at the end where I was just constantly doing the uh, the money making thing and then buying seashells at the shop. Yep. OK, I was do, I was rewinding time at the gambling place because like I'm not going to farm for this stuff properly. This is going to take way too long. Yeah. But the worst part, there, there's two things that I, I that really bothered me about this game. The the. In terms of collecting stuff, one, mm-hmm. to get the mirror shield, you have to do 
a bunch of kinstones for Gorons, which fine, whatever. You sure. go talk to Big Goron. He's like, oh, hey, thanks for waking me up. But he's got this really cool animation where you climb up the ladder and his finger's there. And then like each finger moves up as you move past. It's really awesome. They went over the top with the animations. The like game. Capcom is absolutely flexing on their ability <laughs> yeah. to make incredible looking sprites in this game. It is Everything it is good. outstanding throughout. So you talk to Big Gorn, he's like, oh, hey, come back to me when you do something amazing, which means you have to go beat the final boss, then you save, and then you go talk to him again. He's like, oh, can I taste your shield? And you're like, okay, weirdo. So you, <laughs> you give him your shield. You have to go do other stuff for a while. You come back. He vomits it back up. And he's like, whoa, what happened to it? Oh, neat. It's a mirror shield. Like, why would you give the mirror shield? What do you, you have nothing left to do. Like, why would you lock the mirror shield behind that? It's so weird to give you a, that, an item like that at the end of everything. Because I'm like, well, you're going to go fight the final boss again? Why? See, I'm really curious about, that. like, what does it do? I don't know. It reflects enemy. I didn't use it. I was like, yeah, whatever. It looks cool. Who cares? And and I was done with the game at that point because I was like, well, what do I have left? I have maybe some kinstone. So I went and talked to Tingle and Tingle's like, you have two kinstones left. And I was like, no, not not doing it because there's no way to track the kinstones. Right. If, if like they you have two left, which two figure it out. Right. And and I Googled when I got home, when I got back from the trip, because I was also playing this without Internet and stuff. Right. And so when I got back home, I Googled the commonly missed kinstones. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. And so I, I didn't even bother to go look for the last two. But if it was your system where when you complete a kinstone, it sparked a happiness heart and then you got a figurine, that would be great because then you could also track the kinstones you're missing. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. So I, those two things really bother me is that they have it locked behind some weird completion thing where you have. I, I suppose it's kind of similar to the because uh, I don't know if you I don't think you get anything for getting all the kinstones. I feel like it's the Korok seed thing where he's like, here's some poop. You, you collect them all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the mirror shield is is inexplicably weird to me, though. I don't know why you would lock a, a cool item behind beating the game first when there's nothing else to do. I, I, I suppose it's it's akin to an RPG giving you the most powerful weapon after beating the secret boss. But at the same time, at least then you usually have the final boss of the video game to go demolish with it, which is still kind of fun. Having nothing to do with the mirror shields kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, see, that was a, that's what I was going to ask is like, normally a post game weapon like that is some like is some like invincibility thing or some like hyper powerful weapon. And then you can or it's, or it's something goofy like in in uh, Skies of Arcadia, you know, you vice will wield a tuna instead of the sword because that was a deal. Oh, yeah, that sure. Was, like, a, a downloadable weapon. thing for, yeah. for Dreamcast that then. Yeah. Right. Like so, so usually those kinds of things are something silly or funny or ultra powerful. Right. Right. And I just like the mirror shield is usually in any Zelda game. The mirror shield is a hyper, hyper situational item. Yeah, that exactly. is used for like a couple of types of puzzles and maybe like one boss. <laughs> and and don't get me wrong. It looks good in Minish Cap, but I just don't. Everything looks good understand. in Minish Cap. <laughs> yeah, that's not even true. saying anything. True, true. It's, it's meaningless. Might as well say nothing. But no, I don't, I don't know what is. I don't know what is for. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. Like, it's usually the fact that it is a post game, like 100 percent reward type item mm -hmm. means that there isn't anything in the game that's designed around it. So what is it even there for? Like the mirror shield is only cool when there is a very specific thing designed around you using it. 
Like, yeah. you, you know, the, the light puzzles in the spirit temple in, in uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, where you have to stand I, in the sunlight and like aim the shield oh towards. God, that was, that was like that's super cool. cool. That's a great use of the mirror shield. To be fair, my uh, we're going to be biased because it's also one of the first times we were probably doing stuff in like three D games like that. So it's it's going to be like a double cool memory. <laughs> well, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I think in Manish Cap it will reflect anything. So I think like if an Octorok spits a rock at you, it will reflect the the rock back in in its face. Okay. Or, or like it shoots a light beam or something. I don't know. I didn't use it because I was super done with the game at that point because I just yeah, that's didn't want to play. I mean, like I had already done everything and I uh, got all the heart pieces and stuff. And overall was good. I They had a lot of... They, there's actually a bunch of heart pieces that I just got by accident. Like I was, you know, the house where you had to feed the dog his dog food to get a bottle? Oh, yeah, did yeah. You, did you do that quest? Yes, I did. So the little pond next to his house, if you go in the pond and swim in it, you'll get a heart piece. And I did that for because I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I got a heart piece. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. th- there, there's a lot of. Well, and see, those moments are really great. And I think the problem uh, to bring it back to Kinstones, that's one of the big problems with the Kinstones in this game is not how irritating it is to track all of them down. And it's not how the rewards aren't really a good payoff. The problem is that a good Zelda game is built around you being able to, like, just kind of peek around corners and be like, hey, what's over here? What happens if I dig in here? Mm -hmm. What happens if I go down these stairs? Like, go out of the way and find treasure. Solve a little solve a little puzzle that's off there and find something cool. Well, and And this game has that. But all of those treasures, with very few exceptions, are kinstones. So all you're really getting is just, you're not getting treasure. You're getting keys to maybe future treasure. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting a lot of times you're either getting uh, shells or kinstones, which is basically just like getting a here, here have some extra work. Like, yeah, exactly. I've never played a Zelda game and cared less about opening a treasure chest. Yeah, because you just know 90 percent of the time what's in it. Yeah, and even if you and don't, even like, if yeah, you're whatever. wrong, the other things it can be are like rupees, and it's like, all right, I don't really need these. Well, and the reason they give you so many rupees is because they probably expect people to go buy those shells yep. from the shop. Yeah. So like, it's 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 a that that's a that was a huge dig for me in the in the overall experience of the Manish Cap because the I, the story was enjoyable enough. I know you, yeah. you had a problem with Ezlo, but I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's as I know that Link always needs to have a speaking character around him. Yeah. To like describe what's going on. But this pattern of Ezlo like <laughs> waiting for me to solve a problem and then stopping me. <laughs> stopping me after I solved the problem to explain what the problem was and how I fixed it. Yeah. In a way <laughs> that suggests that I didn't understand what just happened. Yeah, the, the, the weirdest one for me is when you fly using the Ocarina the first time. And it's like, oh, I bet you could fly with this. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, it's like every single one of his lines is like one action late. <laughs> <laughs> they all either show up after you've already figured out the thing. And I, I think the intention is like, let's just reinforce that you understand what happened because you're going to need to do this again. Yeah. And sometimes that does make some sense. I will even admit that there were some cases where I, I was kind of in a state of like, hold on, what just happened? And Ezlo actually cleared it up a little bit. Though, this is also... But the, the s- game, like, we're in this era of like, 
let's over tutorialize. Well, that's what I was about to say is that this this is the start of the hyper tutorial Zeldas that you get in Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and Skyward Sword. The first Skyward Sword was wild. The era the where they stopped trusting conveyance. Yes, right. And the thing is, Minish Cap has outstanding conveyance. That's actually why it is so annoying mm-hmm. no, that I, I, I agree you that you grasp the you 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 see the game and you see the way it's designed and you understand what it's telling you and you and you make the right decision. You you know what you're supposed to use and how you're supposed to use it and it all clicks and that feels really good until you are then stopped cold in your tracks. <laughs> And have it laid out to you like you're five. (laughs) It's like it takes all the joy away from like, hey, I figured it out. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, do you know what just happened? Or it'll be it'll become like so incredibly obvious that like like when you get a new item and the items like now you can now you can melt ice. Or oh, you can, can dig through you can dig through these walls or whatever. And it's like, thank you for telling me that fire melts ice. <laughs> I I think the the there are some that just didn't need to be there at all. Yeah, no, they're like saying. I was stopped for a good 30 seconds in a lava dungeon so that Ezlo could tell me not to step in the lava because lava is hot. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating on <laughs> any of those counts. Yeah. He's it's it's I similar. Guess once, similarly, ice is slippery. I guess once they established that that's what his role was, it stopped bothering me. Like it, it was just stupid. was really egregious. Like I knew to expect <laughs> you know, it. I agree, and I will admit that some of it was some of it was at least to some degree like performative. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it got to a point where it's like I was kind of loving to hate him. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because I knew it was coming and it would just like, well, and sometimes it was it was <laughs> it couldn't have been more perfect. Like when you were on you you were using the charged up four sword on Zelda as stone and you, you released it and as stopped you, which yep. made the projectile disappear. And he told you, hey, you should charge your sword up and <laughs> save Zelda. Sure did. That was sure. Did. And that was that. indicative of the entire experience is like, yeah, it was hey, perfect. let me stop you from doing the thing so I can tell you to do the thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. And I, I wish, you know, it'd be fun. I wish Aslo came back someday. <laughs> I mean, let's they some, could do it, get some but he would have to come back in a he would have to come back in the sense of like. Almost being like a tingle type character where it's like, <laughs> yes, okay, yes, yes. Okay, let's we know he's weird and annoying. So let's just, just lean into it. You just put him on tingle. Yeah. Let's <laughs> make him as weird as possible. I really would I really wish Tingle and Ezlo characters were in the realistic looking games, because God, that would be fantastic. How would you like <laughs> it would be such a mess? Like Ezlo looking like a real ass, like anthropomorphic green hat bird. Oh, it'd, be like, it'd be like the sorting hat looking thing from Harry Potter where it's all grungy and weird looking. <laughs> like it's just sitting on top of if wh- you whatever put, Tingle is. If you put Ezlo in like a hyper realistic art style, <laughs> yeah. it would not look out of place in Elden Ring. 
Yeah, true. Uh-huh. 100%. Cuz it would it would be like this horrifying monstrosity of yeah. bird hat. Like <laughs> God, that would be awesome. <laughs> Eslo the supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> and his health bar shows up. Yep. <laughs> I, I have to say, I want to I want to come back around and say, like, I don't think that I would put this on the bottom tier of of Zelda games. I think it is in mid tier because there are things about it that I really don't like. But there's also I, I have a bias towards Zelda games that do not follow the tried and true set strat the set like sort of story beats. And the fact that like there is there is not a master sword, there is not a triforce, there is not a Ganon. This is a different set of circumstances. This is a different story. This is a, a very, a very different situation, but they still managed to pay really interesting homage to uh the series origins. There was that one dungeon in the in like the graveyard that is like it's only like four or five rooms. But it is very clearly modeled after a like a classic Zelda one dungeon, like right down to the Gibdos in the room, actually ha- like having the key on their hip and the sound effect and the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was all great. That felt like that made me really smile. No. So I, so I, I I'm not I don't consider Zelda story when I talk about ranking. Yeah, that's fair. Because well, like, I'm not, sure there's, like there's not no- even really. The story is whatever, like get all the but, things. And but I mean, it effectively has the master sword. It's just not called the master sword. And effectively, well, yeah, has but it's Gan, not. It's just not called Gan. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think that those are for me personally. I don't think those are good benchmarks for making one Zelda a tier or not a tier above or below. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 I just what I'm saying is like if there is a if there's a Zelda game that is doing like things that I find genuinely interesting and unique for a Zelda game. Yeah. And in this case. Like the fact that they lean away from like the major like the major sort of plot benchmarks. True. Sure. And the fact that so much of the (laughs) so much of the I probably won't so much of the not terrible. (laughs) The game mechanics are about this whole like cloning system is something I've not really seen before. And you could just argue like every. Every Zelda game has a sort of unique mechanic, like a unique puzzle mechanic like that. Like in Ocarina, it's time travel. In Majora's Mask, it's kind of also time travel, but different. Yeah, it's, it's almost so it's almost like you need two different lists for Zelda games. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you need like the the Zelda Zelda games and then all of the rest, like not all of the rest, but yeah. the, the like the other ones. And, and I did I did circle back and say that I didn't think it was bottom tier. I think it's more mid tier. It, it didn't. It, it wouldn't be one that I would suggest somebody to play at the beginning if they've never played Zelda. But at the same time, it certainly is above. I don't know. I, not in, not it's 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 weird because when I think about Zelda games, I'm not including Four Swords Adventures or even even Four Swords itself. Four Swords Adventures. Those two games would kind of just go aside all the remakes and stuff. It's whatever. I, it's 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 way better than Phantom Hourglass. That game was I really disliked that game a lot. See, there's a lot of those um, games that I don't have it to compare against either. Yeah. Like, true. I didn't play Phantom Hourglass. I didn't play Spirit Tracks. Actually, if I you hear... ever wanted to stream either of those games, you should buy them on the eShop in the next five days or four yeah, days. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, 
if you ever felt like if you ever wanted to play Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks, it's the yeah. only way you'll be able to. Well, you can get them physical. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to make it easy for you to to stream if you wanted to stream. Oh them. yeah. Well, they're 3DS games, so I don't think that's really going to be possible anyway. Well, no. But on, on the on the uh, the they're available on. Um, can uh, you play them on Wii U? Yeah, because they're. I believe we uh, talked about DS. this before, didn't we? Yeah, they're they're DS games, not 3DS. They, oh, the, yeah, the DS okay. games are on the Wii U, so that yeah, that's remember because I was saying the Wii U is like a yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, Zelda yeah. machine because you could play every Zelda through Breath of the Wild pretty much on it, save for the 3DS ones. I forget sometimes that Breath of the Wild released for Wii U. It sure I bet did, that's a yeah. wild experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I genuinely enjoyed uh, Minish Cap. There were parts of it that I didn't like. The, you know, listening to Ezlo and the Kinstones kind of brought down the experience, but in a way it was kind of totally fine. Sure. Yeah. Because I, I got to a point where I got so mad at them that getting mad at them became fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, sort of, it's like, it's like one of the jokes where they, they keep telling it it's not funny. Then all of a sudden it's funny again. You're like, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, because of the consistency with which it happened, like that moment at the end where he stopped me from from God, that was good from uh, from healing Zelda because he told me to heal Zelda. <laughs> it's like there were so many instances where it's like, stop telling me what to do when I'm already doing it. <laughs> I, I think. It's if if Zelda, if Zelda Minish Cap was in, if I didn't have. So the other thing is going to be that I have a lot of nostalgia for ocarina of time majora's mask uh you know uh not not so much twilight like so i think this game is better than twilight princess i think it's better than skyward sword okay um so i i think right in the it's probably like literally in the middle for me when i think of where it where it lies in terms of my enjoyment in Zelda. The other the other thing is, I mean, just to be clear, I freaking love Zelda a lot. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I love all of the Zeldas. If so Triforce by, Heroes, it, like, I like Zelda, but yeah. I haven't played probably half of them. Like, and I, I mean, even the main ones, like Twilight Princess, I got like less than halfway through. Skyward Sword, I haven't touched. Yeah. And there's, there's even a non-waggle version out on the Switch. Yeah. And I just didn't care enough. Yeah, exactly. And probably won't play Tears of the Kingdom when it comes out. Haven't finished Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Even though I actually, I say that I really like that game, but just like I put, you know, a couple of dozen hours into it and just fell off of it because there's too damn much to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, th th so, so I don't want people to think I'm saying Manish Cap is a bad video game. And it's I think a really also, fun video game. this is something that I talked about during the stream too, is like the, the Kinstone thing is something that is annoying for me trying to get through it in a reasonable amount of time. But if you put yourself in 2002, I think it was five. But yeah, four. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You whatever. know, roughly two decades ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a kid with a Game Boy Advance and you've got that and two other games. I'm sure you, there's the fact that your Zelda game has an extra 10 hours of content in like collectible in like collectible stuff that you can do is probably appreciated oh you know that, that that brings me that brings up a good point i don't know why actually it doesn't have anything to do with it but it made me think of it uh 
I love the world map in this game. I think it's really cool how small the map is, but it feels great to traverse. Yeah. And the areas are all really distinct from each other. Yes. Yeah. I, Um, I, I, that's, that's a big plus. Like I had fun. So I was playing this. It's it's in a similar situation to what you're talking about in a, in in one respect, because I didn't have anything else to play. I mean, I could have played other switch games, but yeah, I was, you know, on a train at one point or on like an eight hour flight. And I was, I got lost in playing this game completely. Like Mm. I didn't think about the fact that I was, you know, traveling in that way. Yeah. And I was just having fun rolling around looking for kinstones to do. That was I didn't think of it as a negative until the end, until until it was like until I was frustrated with the whole experience. And then like, you know how you kind of piles on right where where you start thinking about all you like, oh, it's blah. But I was I was I genuinely had fun just looking around for stuff to unlock in between every dungeon. And that's partially due to the map, the way that the map is designed and laid out. It's it's rare to get a Zelda game where the central area really feels central. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Like I would I would argue the central area of Ocarina of Time is Hyrule Castle Town, and it is all the way on the edge of the map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the true central area is Lon Lon Ranch, and you do like three things there. Yeah. You know, it's Ocarina of Time is an interesting one because there's moments, especially if you're replaying it, where you're like, oh, I got to go all the way over there. There's a part that's like, that's far away. (laughs) Like, yeah, like you don't think about the fact it's and in a second or third or fourth playthrough the first time everything's magical obviously right 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 but later on you're like ugh, gotta get all the way over there i never had that feeling in this game yeah i never was like you too frustrated ever getting anywhere actually i was never frustrated period having to go someplace i rolled my eyes sometimes because a a chest would appear and then i would go get it and then i do another kinstone and and another chest would appear next to that one i was like oh my god yeah (laughs) i had a couple of those and towards the end i was like i'm really enjoying doing the kinstone fusions and i have no intention whatsoever (laughs) of going to get these treasures and that that we can put them together that that says a lot in 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 about treasure in this game again highlighting the fact that i've never cared less about an individual treasure chest because if you were playing another zelda game any other Zelda game and they spawned a chest someplace, you'd be like, holy shit, let's go. Oh, pick what's that in up. there? Right. You'd be it excited. could be a heart piece. It could be some kind of like upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the you upgrades. The, the remote bomb in this game. Awesome. The remote bomb is really cool. The it's bomb. <laughs> too bad cool. that you don't get it until like fairly late. Yeah, I don't know when you can actually get. I don't know the earliest point you can do that Kinstone fusion. Uh, and it's it's so out of the way. Like it's the chance of you getting it. I I feel I don't know. I don't think most people would go back and even notice it because there's no reason to backtrack to the old areas because the people just say the same thing they said when you finish the first dungeon. Right, 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 right. So why would you go talk to them again? And then, yeah, that is probably one downside with the with the map is like for the most part. A lot of those areas are pretty much done once you're done with them. Um, yeah, unless you're going for unless 100%. you have to go back for kinstone treasures. But then that becomes kind of a chore. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. because there isn't really anything else left to do. So like you do you the kinstone view like here's the here's the pattern, right? You you do the kinstone fusion. It spawns a chest in this kind of remote area. You spend five minutes getting there. You come back, use the you you get the treasure. It's another kinstone piece. You bring that back. <laughs> And you do another kinstone fusion with someone else. It spawns a chest right next to it. And it's in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it removes some brush from a tree and you're like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> that was something that I was a little disappointed in because I saw the, the trees with the vines. on. I was like, oh, cool. We're going to get something fiery later or whatever. And yeah. then a kinstone removed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do kinstones to remove that. Yeah. And that, that, that was less like 
there there was the game just sometimes had those I I, I don't know. I think that I just wish there was less Kingstone infusions, and I think I would like the game a lot more. Or, or if, if they there did were what like you said. fifty of them instead of a hundred, I think we, I think it, the whole thing would be better. Oh yeah, I would, I would shut up about it entirely. It wouldn't bother me. Or, or if they did what you said, I think quite literally that would be fine, even with a hundred Kinstones, if they made it so each statue was associated with a Kinstone fusion. Yeah, and, and if it, you got, because that way, like, you get something unique for each of them. Sure, and you know what you like. Every one of them is like, hey, what's this person's story? And 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 they could still do something dumb because some of the you get statues of bosses. So they could still have the statue place. Yeah, but there's only like 25 of them and they're just for enemies and bosses or whatever. Right. So they could still totally. even have that mechanic in there because you're not going to kinstone fuse with Vati. So you wouldn't. That would right, 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 get, right. Right. So that would be they, they could have they could even keep the other oh. element and that would be OK. Yo, <laughs> yo. Triple triad with Ultimecia, though. <laughs> yeah. You could yeah. totally do a Kinstone fusion with Vati. Yeah, yeah, like Vati. If you can play triple triad with yeah, Ultimecia just... at the end of Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, you can absolutely do a Kinstone fusion with Vati. Hey, hey, you want you want, you want to play a card game? <laughs> <laughs> you know, before we worry about all this time compression bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a dream anyways, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, sounds good. Catch you later.